0: Helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-winning Psychotherapist.
1: Good morning, everyone. My name is Melissa Weggett, and I am so happy you have decided to join us this morning. Maybe you listened to our show last week and began to consider some of the signs we talked about when we were discussing loveless marriages And maybe you began to identify some of these signs in your own relationship. Well, I am so happy you've decided to join us again, because today we are going to be delving deep into this topic. And we're going to be spending most of our time talking about what to do if you find yourself in a loveless marriage. And we're calling this show... Loveless Marriage Rescue, because we really feel through this show and through the type of services we offer, there is rescue and hope for people who may find themselves in these type of relationships. And today, as we go through our discussion, we are going to be pulling from biblical principles and the Word, and we're going to be looking to some of the examples we see in the life of Christ and how He's managed His relationships. And we're also going to interweave, as we always do, psychological principles and counseling strategies that can bring health and healing to the relationships that we find ourselves in. If you happen to miss last week's show, I encourage you to go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, and you can listen to last week's show. Or if you prefer, you can always call us toll free at 1-877-544-3546. Again, one 877 544 Three, five, four, six, and we'd be happy to connect you with a copy of last week's show. And while you're on our website, we do encourage you to look at our multitude of resources we have listed there, as well as take a look at our other podcasts. I think last count, we have well over 200. So there's probably a show out there to meet the situation you may find yourself in today. And for those of you who join us each and every week, you will not be surprised with who's joining me in studio. With me, as always, is Michael Hart, who is the director of Of Elam Counseling Services. He is an award winning psychotherapist and he is the guy who brings insight to these interesting topics each and every week. So I'm so happy to be joining you again, Michael. And
0: so happy to be here, Melissa. This is a show that I'm really excited about. Someone asked me the other day how is it that you're able to see seven and eight clients a day and not be overwhelmed and pulling out your hair at the end of the day. Well, first of all, I don't have any hair, so that was one thing I, I, I'm I clarified. I'm glad you pointed that out because I was
1: very much going to jump on that low-hanging fruit. He does not have any hair, but it's not as a result of him pulling it out.
0: I am follically challenged. That's a nice way of saying it, not <laughs> exactly. bald, follically challenged. However, the, the, the answer that I gave, I said... You know, one of the things that keeps me motivated is that I see couples come in where they're thinking about divorce, they have tried many things for many years, and nothing seems to work. And through the process of counseling, I have seen these couples' marriages restored. They are happy. Their children are happier. And there is just breakthrough after breakthrough. So when we talk about loveless marriage, this is a topic that's very dear to me because I think that... In the relationship that you're in, if it's in a state where you're feeling that there is no more love and you're at the end and you're about to give up, there is help. And I'm going to be sharing today some of the things that we work through in counseling that have shown to be have shown to be effective in helping couples who are at that point where they're thinking of quitting their relationship or they're in a relationship that's loveless and they're just sticking it out for the children. You don't have to get stick in that rut. So I'm very excited about this show and about uh, talking about some of those things that have helped many couples over the years.
1: And I'm glad you actually bring up the fact that you do do some clinical work. You don't just spend your time in radio studios. You do have a professional clinical practice and there's a unique feature about Elam that we would do like to remind our listeners about every now and again. And it's the fact that you do offer subsidized counseling as part of your professional counseling services. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yes,
0: our rates are... are are on a sliding scale basis, so we try to tailor it to, to meet the needs of everyone that needs help. One of the vision that I had in starting this counselling ministry was that I didn't want to be at a point where I had to refuse people because they didn't have the ability to pay. So thankfully, we now have a program going where even people with very low income can come and they can get help. Many of those people fall through the cracks in the in the mental health services that is offered by 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 the government. And so I think as Christians, we are in a very unique position as counselors to be speaking to the the broken, the broken-hearted, the wounded people for which Jesus. Jesus came. Uh, and so we're in a position where we can reach them with a brand of counseling that also that involves the spiritual so many of these people that i have seen they have they've have come to christ as as through the counseling that i give and they've started attending church again and this gets me very excited so i just like to say that if you're listening to my voice and you're in need of help don't let the fact that you think you you that you don't have money stop you from getting help reach out to us, one 877 3546 and we'll be happy to help you. Or go to our website and you can uh, send us an email uh, letting us know that you need our services.
1: And so part of the way we're able to provide these services on a sliding scale is due to the fact of donations from individuals who yes. feel led to give back to this ministry because they've been touched in some right, way. Right. And so if that is a place where you find yourself. We do encourage you to consider a donation. We are a nonprofit, yes, and it does help us to provide those services on that sliding scale. We also want to mention we do also offer professional counseling services. So if you do have insurance through work or a group health plan, there our services are often covered through that way as well. So as Michael said, if you need help, go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com or call us at one eight seven seven. 544-3546. So today's show is all about loveless marriage rescue. And as you said, you're excited. I'm excited because we really truly believe that there is hope for, for loveless marriages. But to set the stage, I'm wondering if you can describe what is a loveless marriage as well as what it is not. Because I think for many of us, we have this feeling in our head. It's the, it's the butterflies in our tummy. It's the twinkle in our eye when they walk in the room. But that's not quite what we're talking yes, about, right? Yes, we're not
0: talking about a feeling here. We're not talking about feeling as if you know your partner gets on your nerves sometimes and the fact that you fight over the remote or the fact that he doesn't seem to like shopping and you you do we're not talking about those kind of things we're talking about very deep rooted uh, problems in the relationship that that manifest itself in in severe ways and last week's show was all about that so i'm not going to go into detail about that but if you're in a relationship where you're beginning to fantasize about the relationship ending where you are Happy when your partner isn't with you. When you you try to avoid intimacy, as it seems like a chore. If you if you feel like you have to be walking and eggshells around your partner and you feel manipulated and controlled, chances are you're in a in a loveless relationship. So we talked about those kind of symptoms and other things last week. So in the interest of time, I'm going to ask you to refer to Uh, last week's show by going to our website at com to learn more about what are the symptoms of uh, a loveless relationship. But today's show is about loveless marriage rescue. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking about how we can, how you can rescue your relationship if you find yourself at that place where you're you're seeing some of those things in your relationship that makes you feel that your relationship is coming to an end.
1: So where should people begin? Where should we start?
0: I think it's very important to understand the the issues behind the issues. Uh, Jesus, uh, Paul, I should say, in Ephesians six, talks about the fact that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And I think principalities and power refers to the unseen realm, the realm that is not the 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 the, the, the present. And so, as Paul was telling the believers that they're fighting amongst each other, but the, the fight is not really between you. The fight is about something much deeper and, and unseen. It's The same thing happens in couples' relationship, where a lot of couples find themselves fighting, and they're fighting about... Issues that they think are the real issues, but the issue might be something like an attachment injury. And we talked about attachment injury. It's a psychological term, so I'll define that in a moment. But we talked about this in, in great detail in a previous show that we did on couples' conflict. So if you missed that show, I would say uh, go to our website, elimcounselingministry.com, and refer to that show to learn more about it. But in a, in a nutshell, an attachment injury is an event where one partner violates the expectation that the other will offer comfort and care in times of danger and distress. This is a definition that's taken from Johnson et al. in 2001 uh, literature that they wrote. And and so, if you're in a relationship where your your trust or comfort and in the relation, your trust in the other person to offer comfort and care has been violated, such as you were pregnant and your partner wasn't there for you. Or maybe it was a special occasion, uh, a birthday that you expected that your partner would make the sacrifice to be with you and he chose to be with someone else. Those things are attachment injury and sends the message that you can count on your partner. And so it's very important that if you're in that kind of a situation where there's an attachment injury, you try to get to the root of it and figure out what exactly is going on. So uh, when there's an attachment injury, we ask the question, is the person accessible to me? Are they responsive? Or And are they emotionally engaged? The, 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 the acronym R. And so accessible, responsive, and emotionally engaged. And if you're if you had an incident in your relationship where you're, you, you needed your partner to be there for you and he proved not to be accessible, proved not to be responsive and proved not to be emotionally engaged, chances are that you suffered an attachment injury and you need to go back to that injury. But unresolved hurt from your childhood can also be something that's affecting your relationship and you're not aware of it. And so something that I do with couples when they come in is take them deeper to the issues behind the issues and help them to see why is it that they're having these fights? And a, a case in point, Melissa is this this woman where she was very angry at her husband, and she actually used the word "hate." She said, "I hate him." And I begin to ask, you know, what are some of the things that make you hate your husband? She said. I hate the way he cuts the lawn and this sounds ridiculous right but if you think about it she's saying I hate the way he cuts the lawn and the, the, the fact that he make all of these lines and he is so meticulous and he leaves all of these lines and the attention that he puts to it it just drives me crazy and I think I don't love him anymore and so she think that she was just upset because he was spending too much time doing the lawn but when we begin to explore further what came out in this Session is that her dad would often do the lawn on Saturday. He would start while her mom is there. He'd spend a lot of time doing it until her mom left to do the shopping. And then he abused her. He, he sexually molested her when her mom had uh, left the house to go shopping. So she had connected the lines in in on the lawn, the the, the meticulousness of of lawn care with something a uh, hurt that was much deeper and she didn't realize that she was doing it. So usually if if you're seeing that you're 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 having a over response a, a response that over the top to a minor thing, chances are that you have been triggered by a, by a hurt that took place in the past.
1: And I think that's so interesting. I think it highlights how wonderful seeing a good skilled therapist can be. Because coming to that conclusion of on your own is near impossible. But as you say, if you're beginning to identify that disproportionate reaction or that pattern of behavior and you're just like, why are we doing this again? That's why that skilled third party can be so, so helpful. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we are doing... Part two of a two part series called Loveless Marriage Rescue. If you missed the first half of today's show, we encourage you to go to our website at Elam Counseling Elam is spelled E L I M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, or you can call us toll free at 1 and we'd be happy to give you a copy of today's show. We also want to remind you about our upcoming healing retreat that is occurring the weekend of November 16th to 18th at Providence Point in Lanark County. Each and every year when we offer these events, breakthroughs happen physically, mentally, and spiritually. So if you feel that you need a breakthrough and healing in your life from unresolved emotional wounds or trauma, this could be the event for you where breakthrough can and will happen. So if you want to get your name on our list, spaces are limited, we encourage you to visit our website at elamcounselingministry.com or by calling us at one 544 3546 We hope to see you there. So Michael, you just painted a beautiful picture about how an unresolved um, wound and attachment injury can impact a relationship and how we respond to each other. Um, and the importance of getting help so that you can break free of the effects of it on your marriage. What other strategies should people be doing if they find themselves in a loveless marriage?
0: I think it's also important to identify unhealthy relationship dynamics because there, there are dynamics that exist between individuals that perpetuate conflict that result in being wounded and being hurt over and over and over again. So not only must we identify the issues behind the issues, but we must also look at the dynamic that we have. And for this part uh, of this answering that question, I'll draw on the work of uh, Eric Berne. Uh he's the the creator of a, a branch of counseling that's called transactional analysis, and he's the author of the game people play. And in that in in that work, he talks about. The three parts of the self that we each have—that we have uh, a adult part of the self, we have a parent part of ourselves, and we have a a child part of ourselves. Now, the problem exists between couples that when they are rela- when they are relating to each other, various parts of the self begin to interact. So, for example, a couple might be interacting and the dynamic between them is adult to child. One, co- one, one partner is acting like the adult in the relationship and the other person is acting like the child. So an example of this is you might want to talk about an issue in a, in a mature way. You approach your partner and you start talking about it, but your partner is more interested in fun things in the relationship. They have buried their heads in the sand and it's all about having fun. It's all about the toys and the serious issues are not being discussed. Or that the person begin to act in a childlike way? Maybe they start to, to, to cry or maybe they, they, they start to throw a temper tantrum because they don't want to have an adult discussion. So in that scenario, we have an adult-child uh, scenario that's playing out where the adult part of one partner is reacting with the child part of another partner and issues are not being solved.
1: So what other relationship dynamics can we see I'm wondering if you can paint the difference you I think you mentioned there's a parent part as well right how is a parent child relationship different than an adult child relationship that you just described
0: very good question so in the parent child relationship you have one partner talking down to the other partner so the the one partner is acting like a parent so i know it all you don't know anything and one person adopts this your stupid kind of mentality where they're speaking down to the other person so sort of like an abusive parent will. but we'll say why can't you get this what is so hard about this and uh this person assumes the the the, the 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 position of being superior to the other. So in this situation, you have uh, lots of conflict, and you have uh, both partners being unhappy because neither partner will get their needs met because God did not create the the relationship, the, the marital relationship to be one in which one person is acting like a parent and the other is acting like a child. So the child might, uh, sometimes rely on the other person for everything in, in the relationship and they, they don't speak up about what their needs are they meet the needs of the other person, they do whatever the other person wants. But inside is building resentment and bitterness because you can't be fulfilled if you if you if you're relating to your partner from the child part of yourself.
1: So so far you've you've described to when I visualize it in my head as sort of unequal dynamics. Do we ever get to a situation where people are the same type. Like I'm trying to think like a child-child kind of dynamic or a parent-parent dynamic. And what does that look like? And what are the challenges that are... Uh, caused by that.
0: Yeah, if we think about, the, let's talk about the child-child uh, dynamics. So for those of you who have just joined us, we are talking about the three parts of the self that Eric Burney, MD, uh, came up with in, in his work on that it is in creating transactional analysis, a branch of therapy. And he says that we all have the adult part of the self, the child part of the self, and the parent part of the self. So if you have a child-child scenario taking part, where both partners are are relating from the child part of the self. And what you have is a relationship in which there is a a very selfish approach to issues. It's about my needs. Sort of like a child. When a child has a need in the middle of the night to be fed, that child doesn't stop to, I'm talking about a young child, doesn't stop to consider. Like babies, for Mm -hmm. example, they don't stop to consider. Oh, it's three in the morning, and you're in the
1: middle of a lovely dream. Right. It's no, it's like now. meet
0: my needs now. Yeah. And we see extreme form of that even in, in sexual intimacy where one person doesn't doesn't consider what the other person might be feeling. If you're sick, that's no excuse. And so it's all about me. And uh, when you have that kind of selfish approach, it's like two children that, if, if both are, are relating to each other from the child part of, of the self, then you, you it's like two children fighting over a game. For those of us who have kids, might know what it's like to see one toy and both kids Mm-hmm. want to have that toy at the same time. And it's all about me having it now. There's no consideration that we could act in a different way where you could play with it now and I could play with it later. That's a more adult way of doing things. So the child-to-child relationship is one which, in which there is selfishness. The focus is on having my needs met, not on meeting the other person's need. But we see that Jesus took uh, a a different approach to, to counseling. As a matter of fact, he talks about this kind of relationship in, in Matthew 11, 16, where he says, to what can I compare this generation. They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling out to other. In verse, 17, in verse 17, he said, the calling out to each other saying, we played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. Dirge, a sad song, and you did not mourn. And so in this Passage: We are seeing that it was all about uh, what I need. We did this, and and we're we're expecting you to meet that need. So that's not the that's not the kind of relationship that we should have, where it's all about our need.
1: So I'm glad you bring up Jesus here, and we often look to Him and the Word for many things in our life. But from a counseling perspective, we also look to Him. And did we see any other relationship type principles displayed or talked about? G- Jesus that may be more healthy than some of these relationship dynamics yes. that we've described thus far?
0: Yes. I think the the adult-to-adult adult part of the self is the, depicted in the teaching of Jesus as well and in, in how Jesus led his disciples. So the adult-to-adult adult relationship is one in which you can have construct a constructive relationship. You can have constructive criticism without a person becoming de- defensive because they are both approaching it from the adult part of the self. And so if you have an adult to adult there is uh, there is the potential for growth and for change. So when when Jesus approached Peter like an adult and Jesus said, you know, Peter, you're going to deny me in 3 days. This is what is going to happen. He's having an adult talk with Peter. He's talking about what's going to happen in a in a serious way. And so in Jesus talking to the disciples again in Matthew 16:20 one where it, it reads as follows From that time on, Jesus began to explain to the disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders and chief priests and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day would be raised to life. This is a very difficult situation discussion this is an adult adult discussion he's calling his disciples aside and saying look there are some bad things that's going to happen uh, i'm going to i'm going to be die so he's been vulnerable someone who is not confident and secure in their adult self could could say what if they think i am a failure what if they think that everything that I told them is a lie? But Jesus was confident. Jesus' adult part of himself was well developed. And so he could have this kind of mature conversation with others.
1: And so what are the effects and what is the the outcome of having these conversations when we are in relationships with people what did it help for jesus and how does it help us when we have these hard conversations what does it breed if anything
0: well let me use this example of a pastor who he was he was building this church he had this church building program going in and so he's operating from this parent part of himself, where he's seen himself as the person who knew everything, he wouldn't take advice from anyone, and so he had all the answers, because he's operating from the, the, the parent part of himself, and so uh eventually he ran the the program into the ground and the church was at the verge of becoming bankrupt and so at that point he became vulnerable and he had an adult conversation with the congregation where he said you know i'm sorry for how i've run this program I have no—I don't know where I'm going to go from now. I am out of answers. And at that point, the congregation saw that he was vulnerable, he was broken, and they reacted in the adult self, to the adult self, to say, okay, let's see what we can do about this. And people begin to bring resources forward. People begin to give in a way that they have never given before. People with gifts and talents that could help the congregation came forward. And starting, started uh owning the building program, and the building program became a great success because they were both uh, uh, approaching the situation from the adult part of the self. So sometimes husband needs to be to be vulnerable to have that difficult conversation with wife to say, uh, "Honey, I don't know where we are going to." where we're going to get next month's mortgage for. Honey, I think we might be going bankrupt instead of hiding it and then uh, be creating this atmosphere of deception and lies. So the hard conversations is not always easy. So I see we're quickly out of time for today, Melissa, and we have a lot more things that we want to cover under uh, Loveless Marriage Rescue. And so we'll we'll continue this next week. We're part two of Loveless Marriage Rescue we're going to give some more insights. I
1: look forward to joining you again next week.
0: Is that the adult part of yourself or the child part of yourself? Mm, <laughs> I'll
1: say adult.
0: Okay, so we're I'll talking adult adult. I look forward to joining you as well, <laughs> Melissa. So we have quickly come to the end of today's program. Let me remind you of our upcoming retreat on the 16th to the 18th of November at Providence Point. Uh, some of these techniques and things that we talked about in this show will be addressed at the retreat as well. And we have seen, although it's not a couple's retreat, we have seen we are couples have come and they have both left the retreat healed and their relationship have just taken off after one of these days we're going to have a testimony of some a couple who have been through the retreat so let me thank you for listening to the if you'd like to if you have a question you would like to ask please please give us a call at one eight seven seven five four four three five four six, or go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com we'd be delighted to hear from you. And so until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services and
1: Melissa Waggett,
0: praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.